Welcome to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin Solomon, Senior Rabbi of Congregation Beth Hillel in Roswell, Georgia. Beth Hillel is one of the largest Messianic Jewish synagogues in the world and provides a place where Jewish people can find the Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus in Hebrew, and retain their Jewishness. It's also where Gentiles worship and embrace the roots of the faith in drawing closer to God. Click the link in the description to support this ministry or to view our YouTube channel. Let's join Rabbi Kevin now as he shares this word from Scripture. Boy, God is doing great things here at our congregation. I'm really excited about this message today because it was a revelation for me to to understand and to put it into perspective. And there were some scriptures that I've read many times, and man, I got some new manna for for myself. Uh, And I really am excited to share it with you. And so this message is is kind of... uh, uh, it, it's, it's kind of almost two parts in a way. There, there's the, there's the, the basic part that we're going to talk about, but then uh, at some point during the message, it kicks into a second gear, which is an area that I really didn't completely understand as clear, as clearly as I now see it. Let's start in the book of Hebrews, the book of Yehudim Meshachim, the book of Messianic Jews, the book of Hebrews chapter 11, please. And you know what Hebrews chapter 11 is. It is the the chapter of faith. We all know that, of course, or many at least of you know that. And you all know the definition of faith. The definition of faith is found in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Kind of a good little summary of what faith is. And, and I want for us to weigh into it. So you're going to need to really follow me closely in this message. If you're listening via podcast, thank you so much for listening via podcast. Please, when you, when you click the, the button on the podcast, to, to especially if you click that button to give on the PayPal site, uh, somehow we're in the memo uh, of the PayPal site. Please mention that you're listening to this via podcast. Uh, that way we know not just the, the stream, the YouTube stream, but we also have a podcast with the messages. If you've been listening to this podcast, please uh, send us either send us an email or, or next time you're on page, because we can't tell. God bless you, those of you who are giving remotely, people who watch on YouTube or people who are listening to the podcast, it's wonderful. But if you, especially if you're a podcaster, I really want to encourage you when you hit that PayPal, put I, I listen via the podcast. In the, in the notes, and that'll get back to the office. It's a real blessing. Okay, Hebrews chapter 11, please. It says this, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of realities not seen. Oh, boy, that's such a good one. That's such a good one. Man, faith. We all need more faith. This, the substance. Faith is the substance that... It's almost like if you could take hope and make it like almost tangible. It's the substance of things hoped for, that which you hope for, the evidence of things not seen. Okay, we read in the Word, 
We read in the word that without faith, it is impossible to please God. We can't please God without faith. Fair enough, without doubt. But we see in Hebrews chapter 11 something interesting that is without hope, you can't have faith. Without hope, you can't have faith. You can't spell faith without hope. I know you literally can, but you know what I'm saying, okay? (laughs) You have to have hope if you're ever going to have faith. I I think that sometimes we view faith as a very religious word. If you go out into society amongst people who are not believers, and if you start talking about the word faith a lot, oh, I have faith at this, I have faith at that, a lot of times they're going to look at you and go, okay. Uh, And they're going to know almost intuitively that you're probably a person of faith, (laughs) right? It's it's not commonly used uh, out there by people who are not walking with God, if you will. So in some ways, I think faith sounds a little bit more like a religious word. You know, there's some words that are very religious and, and associated with religion, but in some ways, and, and for us to understand faith and everything that it represents, in some ways, I think that the word hope seems a little more attainable and is much more common. You hear the word hope all the time, even amongst people who are not believers. And this kind of helps delineate some of the differences that I'm going to be talking about. I mean, one person might say, I know that our, our cancer uh, for today is actually an upperclassman at Kennesaw State University. And, and he might say, for example, I hope I get a good grade on the test. <laughs> that, that's, what, that's one of the things he may hope for. He may hope he gets a good grade on the test. Some may say, I hope I get that job. I hope she likes me. <laughs> I hope... I can join this amazing Messianic congregation and hear this remarkable rabbi's teaching. Okay, whatever it is, I'm just saying. That's just an example. (laughs) Okay, my friends. As Red learned, hope is not a dangerous thing. Hope is a good thing. To have hope is a good thing. No question. So this is some of the the hope that is important and is necessary, but also is something that I think is incredibly relatable to people, even not people of faith, if you will, also. Now, faith goes a step further than just hope and believes in that which we hope for, even if it is not seen. So it's not purely hope, it's, it's a belief in the hope, even though we do not see it. I have faith that I will get the job. Okay, yes, you hope for it, but you also believe you will get it without seeing that you have it. You see, this is the what faith is. You see the the difference in the next step. And again, without faith, it's impossible to please God. At the same time, oftentimes, 
and this is going to relate. Watch your shoe shine here. People oftentimes have faith only for what they really want, which, which kind of makes sense in a way, right? Nobody's going to have, have faith for something they don't want, but we know that sometimes we got to eat our vegetables. I, I had some uh, broccoli today. Now, let me tell you, that's right, thank you, thank you. Uh, let me tell you, I, I, I'm not a huge broccoli fan, but I know I need my broccoli, right? But, it, but it's not all the time I'm going to say, I really have, I'm hoping, I have faith that I'm going to have more vegetables. Yes, no, 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 no. I don't, I don't, I don't think I've ever thought that before until this very moment, and it was disingenuous. Okay. Understand what I'm talking about. Sometimes, sometimes it's okay to say that you have faith that you will get that specific job. Let's say there's a specific job, and sometimes it's okay to say, I have faith, Lord, that I'm going to get this job. Okay? Perhaps it's a it's a prayer, it's an answer to a specific prayer, or it would be. This job is just exactly what you've been praying for. Maybe it's the money, the location, the role, whatever it is. All of these things just lining up exactly what you had been praying for. And you pray about it, and you just say, Lord, give me this job, Lord. I am praying, and I have faith that I will get this job. If so, praise God. Praise God. So I, I'm hear carefully what I'm saying. I'm fully allowing the possibility that that can be a, an effective and genuine and beneficial prayer of faith. But sometimes, sometimes, it's better to have faith that God will take care of you in broader terms. I have faith that God will provide the job for me that he knows is best for me. Now, did, did, did you see that nuance there? That's it's a very important nuance. It's, it's, it's not really a nuance. It's a profoundly different place of faith. I, I want to say it again. I have faith that God will provide the job for me that he knows is best for me. And I have faith of it for it. Understand, that doesn't mean that you don't think that you'll get that job. That doesn't mean that. You may very well get that job. In fact, on the contrary, you believe with all power that if that is the job that God knows is best for you, that you will indeed get that job. Do you see? See, but... but there's a power in that prayer, though, right? As opposed to just looking kind of myopically and saying, I have faith that I'm going to get this job specifically. And again, I've, I've given to that. I'm not saying it's, it's, it's not inappropriate at times to do that if this is what the Lord's leading you. But, but in, a, in a bigger picture way to understand, I have faith, Lord, that you're going to get me that job that is best for me. And if this is the one, if that's the job that's best for me, I have faith I'm going to get that job. And if it's not the one that's best for me, I have faith I'm not going to get that job. 
Now, how about that? How about that one? You see, that, that changed the whole dynamic of how you look at it. Because nobody would say, I have faith that I'm not going to get this job. Yes. Ooh, I believe, even though I don't see, that they are going to reject me. I am going to get such a flat-out rejection on this job. I just know it. I believe it. And I'm taking it to the bank. Nobody prays that way. Nobody thinks that way. But if that's not the job that would be best for you, truly, that's what you should be praying. (laughs) Very, very powerful if you understand the, the big picture. But again, faith starts with hope. Faith starts with hope. And let's, let's face it, there are plenty of people right now who have been so beat down in life that they have lost hope. I'm not talking about people who have lost hope in living. Uh, there are people who have lost hope in living. If you've lost hope in living, oh, take hope. The Lord cares for you. But I'm not talking about that. You're out there, you say, well, I've never thought about you know, not living. I haven't lost hope in that. No, I'm talking about people who've been beaten up in life often enough that they resolve themselves to what is and not what could be. Okay, I, wanna, I want you to really weigh into this. There, there are some things in this message that I think could be life-changing for you. Let me say it again. I mean that there are people who've been beaten up in life so often that they resolve themselves to what is and not what could be. They've lost their hope. You see what I'm saying? They've lost their hope. Honestly, it seems like, if I can be just completely honest, it seemed like we were almost getting to that place before this year with the Atlanta Braves, wasn't it? (laughs) For those of you who are watching around the world, we have people watching in Europe that don't, don't know baseball for anything. I'm talking about our local baseball sports franchise. Oh my gosh, I mean, we just knew that the Braves were not going to win, right? <laughs> we just knew it. I mean, how many times have the Braves lost games that it just, you just Logically, they should have won, but they just lose. Series that they should have won, but they just lost. And, and it almost got to the point where you were giving up hope. Where you were giving up hope, where you just kind of resolved yourself to the, to the inevitability that they were not going to win. <laughs> it, reminds me of a, it reminds me of a Star Trek episode. I, I can't even believe this. Y'all, th- you got to look this up on, on YouTube. It's, it's absolutely remarkable. Okay, yes. I'm a Star Trek guy. This is Star Trek The Next Generation, okay? So Captain Picard and Riker and all those guys. And there was an episode. <laughs> this, is, this really is amazing in many ways. This year, this is why this year was just kind of paradigm shifting in terms of the Braves. But there was an episode where, I mean, understand that these, The Next Generation is based in the 24th century, so we're talking about hundreds of years into the future. And there was an episode in Star Trek The Next Generation where they, they rescued some ship where there had been people put on the ship who had been cryonically 
frozen. Uh, and, and they didn't think that they'd be frozen this long, but they were frozen for hundreds of years, and they were actually from like the 1980s, late 1980s, when, when Star Trek The Next Generation came out, like 1990, 1989, whatever. And so they rescued these people who had been frozen for hundreds and hundreds of years, and they defrosted them, and they were alive. You know, it's, it made for a good episode. And, uh, and there was a guy named Stan, and he was clearly a southern gentleman uh, on this episode. And, and, and Stan is uh, adapting to life in the 24th century, even though he's from the 20th century. And at one point, they're showing him the food replicators, and they're showing him all the, the computer monitors and everything. And, it, and at a certain point, Stan says, oh, can we turn on a little television? He's got his southern accent, and they say, a television? What, what, what do you... And he said, yeah, I want to see how the Braves are doing. (laughs) This is on on Star Trek that you you can watch this on YouTube. And he said, yeah, I want to find out how the Braves are doing. He said, Braves, they're probably still finding ways to lose. (laughs) Not cracked up. And I thought, oh, my gosh, after 300 and something years, they're still trying to find ways to lose. Dude, that's a guy who's giving up hope, isn't it? <laughs> that's a dude who's giving up hope 300 and some years later saying, man, the Braves are still finding ways to lose. Oh, my gosh. If you look it up on YouTube, if you type in Stan, uh, the next Star Trek Next Generation, you'll, you'll find it. That's very little hope. That's very little hope after you've been cryonically frozen for three, four hundred years, you still think the Braves have got no chance. Friends, if you're hopeless, you can't have faith. If you're hopeless, you can't have faith. Some people lost all hope. And if that's the case, you can't have faith. And and beloved, we need faith. We need faith. Romans chapter 5. Romans 5. We need faith and we need to have hope. We need to have hope. Okay, get ready. So if you want hope, if you want faith, prepare thyself. Here we go. Got to read what the book says. Therefore, verse 1. Therefore, having been made, really weigh into this and listen. Having been made righteous by trusting, we have shalom, peace with God, through our Lord Yeshua the Messiah. Through him, we have also gained access, gained access by faith into this grace in which we stand and boast in the hope of God's glory. And not only that, but we also boast in suffering, knowing that suffering produces perseverance. And perseverance, character. And character, hope. And hope does not disappoint because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, who was given to us. Wow, this is very deep, y'all. We've got to unpack this a little bit. Very, very deep. We see that this tikvah, This godly hope is not some pie-in-the-sky hope 
Okay, now when we're talking about biblical hope, George, we're talking about hope from the scriptures, hope from the Bible. It's not like hoping you win the lottery. You know, there are plenty of people who play every week and they hope they win the lotto. They're really hoping they win the lottery. And, and so they play every week and they're hoping they win. Okay, listen, that's more of a pipe dream. That's more of a pipe dream, right? And the motive for that may not be quite so pure or even really helpful at times. Maybe spending too much money on the lottery. Why? Because why is this different? Because we read here in Romans that the way to grace and peace, shalom, is through faith in Yeshua and the hope of God's glory. It's through the hope. It's through hope that we gain peace, that we gain grace, the hope of God's glory. Now, follow me on this. But then Rabbi Shaul goes even deeper by explaining what kind of hope and faith we are talking about here. This isn't the hope, I hope I win the lottery. No, 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 no. This, this, is, this is not the kind of hope that's being talked about in Romans chapter 5. It's a different kind of hope that's being discussed, this hope that's connected to faith. No, 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 this is not a hope I win the lottery. It's very, 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 very deep. Paul tells us that to have that deep hope, a few things come first. First, suffering. Yay, Rabbi, thanks a lot. Oh, man, I was, I was enjoying this message. <laughs> Suffering. But I want you to follow his logic, his godly logic, and understanding this, y'all. If we endure in suffering, it produces perseverance. I'm, I'm, I'm really just unpacking the exact words of Rabbi Shaul in Romans chapter 5. If we endure in suffering, so if you've been suffering at any time, or if you have suffered in your past at any time, and you have endured through the suffering, it produces within you perseverance. That makes sense, doesn't it? You persevered through the suffering. Fair enough. Okay, and if we suffered and if we persevered through it, scriptures tell us it leads to character. That makes sense too. Okay, Paul, I'm kind of with you on that. If you've suffered, right, Leo, and, 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 and you've persevered through it, that's going to build your character because you, you've made it through. You didn't give up. You made it through suffering even. You persevered. That's character building. And if we have godly character, Paul says, okay, then you will have hope. If you have godly character, yes, you will have hope. And then verse 5 tells us that hope does not disappoint because God's love has been poured upon us. Ooh. So now, can you see how this hope is not just like wishing for the lottery? No, no, no. This is much deeper, much more profound. That's a human shallow hope. That, is it a hope? Yeah, it's a, it's a type of hope, but that's a, that's a human, a, hum, a humanity, a human hope. That's not the hope we read about in Scripture. 
The hope that God speaks of that leads to faith is a hope that's been tested through suffering, perseverance, and character. Get through all those things and still you have hope and you will see it lead to great faith. You make it through all that stuff and you still are hoping, oh, buddy, watch out. You, you got some faith. There's some faith there. I've chills talking about this. You have faith. Part of the reason that we lack faith is that we have no desire to go through any suffering or perseverance. That's the spiritual work that we oftentimes have to put in to get hope. That's part of the training. That's oftentimes part of the training. You think about Peter, Kepha. You know, he blew it plenty of times, but yet he came back to the Lord even after he had said he didn't even know him. But he came back. He didn't give up. You got to give Peter that. He was embarrassed, but he didn't give up. He persevered. He went through trials. He went through, and he would go through even greater suffering. But yet he had hope. But yet he had hope and great faith. And what did it lead to? Peter changed the world. Peter changed the world. Period. Some of you are weary. We've been going through suffering these last two years, and some have not persevered. You see what I'm saying? Some, through the suffering, have not persevered. But if we persevere, staying faithful to God, attending services, reading the word, staying in prayer, not giving up, then it surely does lead to character. And these kinds of people who persevere in the midst of difficulties will tend to have more hope and thereby greater faith. It makes sense if you think about it in this context. And this goes for other areas of your life as well. This isn't just a, in any way, shape, or form a pandemic-related thing. This message is just as valid if you're watching it in the year 2026 when, please God, we're not talking about this COVID stuff anymore. <laughs> it goes for other areas of your life as well. Perhaps, mm, follow me. Perhaps you've been under a bad boss and have persevered through suffering. Perhaps you were falsely accused of something. Perhaps you've been treated unfairly. All of these things give you opportunity to throw in the towel and give up. But if you're the kind of person that perseveres, you will be more likely to be a person of great faith. Why? Because you haven't given up hope. You still hope. You still hope even though you've been under severe strain and persecution and difficulties, but you persevered through it. 
which has been character building. And so you still have hope, even in spite of all the Mishagas that's happened, all the Tsuras that's gone on. You still have that hope. And my friend, watch out for that kind of person because they're going to be a person of great faith. You see how it works? It makes sense. Romans chapter 8, please. A few chapters down. Listen to how this is clarified and emphasized. Romans chapter 8, verse 24. Oof. It says, For in hope we were saved. But hope that is not seen is not hope. For who hopes in what he sees? That makes sense. But if we hope for what we do not see, then we eagerly wait for it with perseverance. Do you see even there how it's connected? Oh my gosh, it's connected right there, my friends. Have you ever noticed that connection? Romans 5, Romans 8, Hebrews 11, it all connects. It's, it says if we, you don't hope for something that you see, I don't say, I hope I have a, a Bible here in front of me. I don't have to hope for it. It's right here. I don't have to, I don't have to, to hope to, uh, to have a, a wonderful building here at Bethel. We have a building. You don't hope in something that you already have. No, no, no. We hope for that that which we do not see, but we have to er eagerly wait for it with perseverance. Hopefully, you're hoping for something in your lives Big, small, and you may say, well, I don't know if it's okay. It's something. It, listen, don't be afraid, if it, even if it's something that the Lord has placed on your heart that's a desire. Okay, that's okay. Hope, you can hope for these things. You persevere through it. This is very important. And, and what do we see here? It says, our salvation we do not see. And we will not see it fully until we breathe our last. But yet we persevere eagerly waiting for it. Do you see? Do you see when it comes to our salvation, it's the same thing. I hope, I hope and I believe in my salvation, but I don't physically see my salvation, right? I don't see my, I don't physically see my own justification. But boy, when I, when I pass those pearly gates, please God, and the Lord says, well done, good and faithful servant. My salvation is there. So until that time, I eagerly persevere and wait for it. Similarly, we should have hope for other things. Hope for your family's salvation. For those of you who have beloved mishpacha who don't yet know Moshiach. Hope for financial provision. Hope for healing. Hope for the restoration of a relationship. Don't give up on it, even if you don't have it. Even if you don't have it, don't give up. Hope for it. Hope for it. Hope for it. But you see, this is the final insight that just absolutely was like, wow, that is intense and powerful. Here's the key. Because we often don't know the plans of God. Oftentimes we don't know the plan of God. 
even if what we hope for, even if what we hope for doesn't come to pass, we have to persevere in the bigger hope. Let me explain to you what I'm talking about, because to me, this was like powerful. Daniel chapter 3, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, read this story many times. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were about to be put into the fiery furnace for not bowing to the king and the king's idols. So they were about to be executed into the fire because they didn't want to worship anybody other than the one true God, the God of Israel. Okay, Listen carefully for a profoundly deep spiritual principle that is revealed in what they say to the king. And I've read this and I've understood it before on one level, but in in considering this whole hope point, uh, Monica, it's changed how I look at it. And it's, it's breathed even fresh manna and new life in it for me. Listen to what they say, verse 16 of Daniel chapter 3. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to the king, saying, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to answer you concerning this matter. If it is so, in other words, if you throw us into the fiery furnace, if it is so, our God, whom we serve, is able to save us from the furnace of blazing fire, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. Mm, Wow. Verse 18, yet even if he does not, let it be known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods nor worship the golden image that you set up. Okay, get ready. (laughs) These guys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, these three Jewish fellows, right, had great hope. They had great hope. We're talking about hope here, right? They had great hope that God would deliver them from certain death in the fire. And their hope that they would be delivered from the fire was strong and it was resolute. This hope was strong. What did they say? They said, our God can and our God will. That's, that's, there's no ambiguity in what they said. They said he will save us from the fire. Now, you're talking about serious faith, which starts with this hope. You're about to be thrown in a fiery furnace because of your beliefs. There's no pretending. There's no pretending at that point. What these guys are saying, they believe. There's no question about that, right? And they said, our God can and he will deliver us. So without any question at all, they had unbelievable hope that God would rescue them from the fiery furnace. No question. But notice, mm, this, this, could, this will change your life. Notice that even in their unvarnished hope, and faith that God would save them from the furnace, 
they immediately follow that by saying, even if he doesn't, they still will not bow to the idol. Wow, very, very deep. I want you to follow me on this. So you see that their hope in God and in their salvation superseded everything else. Their hope in God and their salvation superseded everything else. Them them saying that, them saying, even if he doesn't, we still will not bow, them saying that does not diminish their hope for rescue from the furnace. Some people think, well, if I, if I even imply anything like that, then that's not showing full faith and hope. I beg to differ. If you, if you read Daniel chapter three, it's clear that that's not the case. Because Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego even said, even if he doesn't, we're still gonna serve God and worship God. We're not gonna bow to your idol. No, it didn't diminish their hope and their resoluteness and their faith that God would deliver them from the furnace. It articulated the fact that they had eternal hope in God, and if it was their time to die, they knew they were ready to be with God. If it was their time to die, they they knew they were ready to be with the one true God. Friends, that's the hope that we need. That's a second level of hope. I, I wanna demonstrate that for you and, and, uh, and show you this. They had two layers of hope that I had not really seen in its fullness before. Two completely separate but equally as powerful layers of hope. On the one level, in the, in the temporal, in the, in the flesh, they hoped and had faith. They hoped that God would deliver them from the fire. That's whatever it is we're dealing with in here. But then they said, but even if that doesn't happen, that I have faith and hope for, I still believe in God and I'm going to serve him, and I'm not gonna bow to a false god. Do you get that level of hope? Is even, they're, they're effectively saying, I hope and have faith in this, but let me tell you my higher hope, my higher faith, is that it doesn't even matter. Even if he doesn't, you see, and them saying that does not diminish their hope and faith for that which is in the, the flesh. They still, had, and, and, and we see they were delivered. The Lord, the Lord did it. He delivered them. But what they're saying, and that changes, friends, that, that the consequences and the, how, what that helps us understand changes how we should look at life. In this, we see, we hope, for example, for healing and sincerely hope in faith for that healing. But even if we are not healed, we will not lose hope in God. Do you see? Do you see? We hope for the restoration of a relationship. 
But even if this relationship is not restored, we will not lose hope in God, you see? It's the bigger hope, which is fueled by, wait for it, perseverance and often by suffering. Very, 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 very deep. Friends, you know how some people's faith is shaken by something bad happening. A lot of people, friends, if you watch TV at some of these preachers, there will come a time where your faith will be shaken because they make it sound like it's just always easy peasy. God's like a vending machine. And what happens? Then something bad happens and, and they suddenly doubt and they lose their faith which is what? Hope. Hope is the substance. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of that which is not seen. They lose, you know people like this, you probably have felt this way before, where you've prayed for something, and you prayed sincerely for something, and you believe it in faith, and it does not happen. And it does not happen. And for some people, that shakes their whole faith. God, why? Why not? No, friends, we have to have what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had. Oftentimes, it's, this is out of a misunderstanding of hope and faith and not trusting in the power and the sovereignty of God. That doesn't mean it's easy. And that doesn't mean that we shouldn't have hope and faith for that which is in this world. We should. But that is exactly what's needed because at the end of the day, understanding this is very, 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 very encouraging to me. I'll speak for myself. When I really connected in with this, George, it was like, ooh, wow, that's encouraging. Because if I don't get something that I hope for, that I have faith for, it doesn't shake my overall hope in God. We see in scriptures that this is the ultimate goal of our hope. And it is with that hope that we are saved. This is very deep, y'all. Very rich and meaningful. Let's get ready to conclude with Habakkuk, please. Habakkuk chapter 3. That is the perspective that we need to always hold on to. We need to hold on to that perspective with everything that we've got. That will help us through the hard times. Because what happens when there are those hard times? What happens when there are those hopes that, that don't come to pass? Oftentimes we suffer. Hello. Okay. We suffer, which leads to perseverance, which leads to character, which leads to hope, which is the foundational element to great faith. Habakkuk chapter 3, if you're with me, verse 17, it says this, though the fig tree does not blossom and there is no yield on the vines, though the olive crop fail and the fields produce no food, the flock is cut off from the fold, and there is no cattle in the stalls. Yet, 
will I triumph in Adonai. I will rejoice in the God of my salvation. Woo, mama mia. How powerful. Do you, do you hear what's written there? Though all these terrible things happened, which surely the writer hoped did not happen. But yet he's saying, even though these hard, terrible, difficult things may happen, even though this bad thing after this bad thing after this thing that I don't hope for, after this thing that I don't hope for, after this thing that I hoped wouldn't happen, after this thing that I hoped wouldn't happen, after this thing, he goes on and on. It's a long list. After all these things I hoped would not happen, yet I will triumph in Adonai. I will rejoice in the God of my salvation. Wow. Wow, Baruch Hashem. Friends, in this crazy season that we have been in, we need to hope now more than ever. I have hope in 2020, 20, 2022 here at Beth Hallel. This is going to be a great year for our Mishpacha and the Lord here. I have great hope for you. I have great hope for each of you who are watching and listening, whatever it is. Beloved, in this day and time, when we see morality crumble, we still pray with great hope for our country. Don't give up. Keep hoping. Keep praying. We keep hoping, for example, also for our healing. We stay faithful in hoping for provision for us. You see, whatever it is, don't give up hope. At the same time, we should persevere and be able to say, even if God doesn't, yet I will rejoice in the God of my salvation. The title of my message is Hope. Whew, let's bow our heads. Oh, yeah, man, I felt good. I hope that blessed you. Yes, thank you, Lord. I hope that blessed you. It blessed me. That word blessed me. Ooh, it's a perspective changer that can really, it could change the perspective on the rest of your life if you're a person of faith. If you're here today and you've never said a prayer to receive Yeshua into your heart, but you'd like to, raise your hand and we'll have a simple prayer if that's you. If that's you and you've never said a prayer to receive Yeshua into your heart, but you'd like to. If that's you, lift your hand. If you're watching online or listening on the podcast, you've never said a prayer to give your life to God, repeat this simple prayer after me. Say, dear God, I humble myself before you. I ask Yeshua to come into my heart. I believe he's risen again, sitting at your right hand. Thank you, God. Forgive me of my sins. I'll live for you the rest of my days. In Yeshua's name. If you said that prayer for the first time, please send us an email. We want to celebrate with you if you're here, then please see me after the service. What a blessing it is. I want to ask this question. If there's anybody in this place here today or watching on that knows that they need to have more hope in whatever area of your life it is, raise your hand if that's you, if you need more hope in an area. Okay. Yeah. Many hands going up. Yes. Also, you online... God, in the name of Yeshua, hope is so important. Hope is a good thing. Lord, I pray for each of us to have more hope, more hope, more hope, which grows that faith. So Lord, give us that hope in those areas in, your, in our lives where we 
need your intervention, where we need a change. Let us do what we need to do to make things happen in our lives well as well. But God, also at the end of the day, just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, just like Habakkuk, Lord, even if he does not, I will not bow to the golden idol. Even if God does not, that doesn't diminish my hope, that doesn't diminish my faith for that which I'm asking for. It's a, it's a second level. And it's the bigger picture level. Even if he doesn't, I am not gonna be shaken. I am not gonna be shaken. Don't be shaken. If you've had a prayer that's not been answered or not been answered in the way that you asked for it to be answered, don't fret. Don't lose faith. Just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, even if you do not, Lord, yet I will praise you, yet I will serve you first, and not these idols. Ooh, thank you, Lord God, for this. Thank you, Lord. They were ready. If, if, if it was their time to go, they were ready to be with the Lord. Mm, that's a big picture hope. We have hope in you, Lord. We have hope in your Mashiach. Thank you, O oh Lord God. Thank you for this service. Thank you for our mishpachah. Thank you for 2022, what you're going to be doing this year and in the years to come and in our lives. Thank you for that perspective, Lord. B'Shem Yeshua. In the name of our Messiah, Yeshua, we pray. Amen. Shmuel, and, and amen. May God bless you. Thank you for listening to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin. Please like, subscribe, and share this link with a friend. We would be grateful to receive your tax-deductible gift to further the good news of Messiah Yeshua. To make a contribution, please click on the PayPal link in the description. Also, to view our regular services, click the link in the description for our YouTube channel. If you would like more information about Yeshua the Messiah, or how you can become part of our Bethlehem family, please visit our website at www.bethhalel.org. That's B-E-T-H-H-A-L-L-E-L.org. Or call 770-641-3000. If you are in the metro Atlanta area, please visit us for an Arab Shabbat service, Friday nights at 8 o'clock, or Shabbat services, Saturday mornings at 11. God bless and Shalom.